Welcome back to the Fastest Known Podcast. And this week we have a terrific guest, Darcy Picou. Welcome, Darcy. Thanks, Buzz. Darcy uh, has this insane bio, so I can't possibly get into it, but I can quickly summarize it. Seven times at Hard Rock, including three wins and uh, four seconds. Boy, that's quite the list. I don't see any 58ths down here. Going back to 2010, and you're going back this year. Yes. That's a 19-year spread. So you must have started doing this when you were, what, six years old? (laughs) (laughs) Feels that way right now. <laughs> All right. And look at this. Wasatch, you've won it three times. Miwok won. The Bear won it. Bighorn won it three times. Hurt 100 won it twice. Cascade Crest. Your first win in an ultra race goes back to 2002. This is uh, uh, this is quite the record, Darcy. I've been around for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sort of the runner's runner. I mean... We, uh, I looked this up on Ultra Sign Up, of course, rather than your website, because you don't have a website, do you? <laughs> I don't. Well, I have a website for my business as a therapist, um, but, you know, I was of a different generation that didn't really start in in the world of blogging and, you know, social media and whatnot. So, you know, it's... Um, it's it's been an evolution for me for sure in in watching how the sports changed and how social media has changed things and so no i don't have a running specific uh website well good I, for you yeah when you also have a daughter sophie yes we yeah care for her a lot we see her yeah. quite a bit yeah the uh, the complete package is i might uh, editorialize and it's interesting what you said I was talking with Joe Gray mm-hmm. a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and he said, well, there's two ways to build a running career. Mm-hmm. One is by talking about yourself a lot mm-hmm. on social media, and the second way is by winning races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you've taken the second, not intensely, yeah. you're just a good athlete, and that wasn't really your plan, I don't think. You just, this is how good of a runner you are. Yeah, and I and I really just love the sport, and I love I love running trails, and I love running mountainous trails. So, and it, that's always been my passion. It wasn't because I wanted to get recognition or you know be um, be blogging about it. It just that wasn't my thing, and it still isn't my thing. So, yeah, I really do believe that the results should speak for themselves, and it's not. It's more about you know what you do out there, not necessarily what you. Um, talk right. about necessarily <laughs> yeah. well you were your first uh, again your first ultra win was in 2004 and you could easily win the next ultra race you enter so you're 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 doing very well <laughs> still trying to maintain you know life has shifted and changed changed a lot and um you know being a mom and and having my daughter is for by far you know the best thing that's ever happened to me and it 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 shifted the way that i you know the how much I chose to race and what I chose to do. And, you know, I'm a little bit more deliberate in terms of, you know, how I race and where I race and, and how often I'm, I'm gone. And, you know, I know the time that I have with her is, is as a young girl really wanting to be with me and be with her parents is fleeting and short lived. And so, you know, this is the time when I want to spend the most time with her. So I feel like right now I'm actually racing a little bit less than, um, than I was back in the day, but that's just, the way that, you know, life has also changed and evolved for me. So nice. in, in a good way. Yeah. 
Well, your FKTs are very notable. I mentioned eight on the website, and the, the biggest one probably is the John Muir Trail, mm-hmm. where you were awarded the FKT of the Year for yeah, females in 2017. And the voters said at that time, she just blew it away. Uh, a root-finding error, but since she didn't gain any time off of that, I excuse that completely. Another voter said she broke a long-standing record and even threatened the men's record. So that was uh, amazing. Uh, Sue Johnson held the female time. And Sue, right. of course, is epic person. Come to think of it, even more like you than you. I mean, you, uh, you, I had to twist your arm to get you to come here and talk about yourself. I uh, hate <laughs> talking about yourself. But Sue, I don't think I could twist her arm to get her right. to talk yeah, about herself. Right, yeah, I'm sure. She wouldn't be in here. <laughs> Yeah. Sue is yeah. truly, uh, you know, she moved to Vermont, you know, just so she could uh, be further away from people like me. <laughs> She's, yeah, she seems to me like just a woman of few words. And, but yet she just continues to go out and, and do amazing things still, even now. So Indeed. And yet you beat her 10-year-old FKT on the JMT by 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And I think it was actually her, she who, who said to me, maybe it was at a coyote race, which, you know, her partner runs those fun races and not, not even really races. They're just fun runs. But um, I think she had said to me at some point, I can't remember when, you know, the, that she said, you know, you could, you could really blow this out of the water oh she told she so, gave you yeah, an idea she did she i think she i if i remember correctly i think she she planted that seed a wow. little while ago classic fkt action isn't it <laughs> right it's a community right yeah it is absolutely absolutely and we're yeah and we're just seeing it more and more where people are starting to you know like in the grand canyon this this year where people just women went out and you know a couple days after one another there were women trying to break the record and I think that makes it exciting and fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the same time, near as I could tell, everyone's still very supportive. It's truly a friendly community. You're, I think so. Yeah. Sue gave you encouragement, and that tends to be one of the styles. Yeah. I think it's, and I think it, particularly it's for women it's important because I don't think that necessarily um, is something that is, is always common uh, in terms of women really boosting one another up. In this in the sport in particular, so I love seeing that and and having all of us really work towards you know the day when we're all like really encouraging one another. You know, oftentimes you see the men, you know, the top men go out together and they run together for a really long time. I think that's less. It's you see that less with the women. Interesting. I think. Interesting. At least that's what I've experienced throughout mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the JMT, of course. There was a little, you were just knocking it out of the park. And it's clear, you're going to get the record. And I remember texting one of your crew people who didn't get the text, mm-hmm. make sure she takes the JMT turn <laughs> at the end, not the mist trail. Uh-huh. Because the mist, M-I-S-T, is kind of the obvious one. It's, it's sort of right there. You'd have to notably take go left on the JMT. JMT. Again, what is that, two and a half miles from the finish? Mm-hmm. So... Time-wise, right. was insignificant, but it was a little bit of discussion around Controversy, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How'd that feel to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're 200 and whatever that is, 19, 20-ish miles in, right? So for me, I'm, I was definitely in, 
La La Land, to, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and I was with, you know, a, a dear old friend, Betsy Nye, who also has an amazing resume and running resume and is a wonderful person. And, you know, we were really just in awe of the trail and, and what was going on. And I, I felt that way truly the entire time. Um, the contrast from spending the majority of that run mostly alone and, you know, running into a few people here and there, obviously, because it's part of the PCT and whatnot. So you're seeing a lot of through hikers. But um, coming into Yosemite Valley, it's like uh, there's this huge dramatic shift yeah. from seeing no one to seeing thousands, you know, thousands of thousands. tourists all over the place. And, you know, the truth is, is I don't even remember seeing that sign or seeing that turn. And if if I understand it correctly, and when I've looked at the map now, there's a turn at the, the bridge. Right. And, you know, you I, I'm to... not, there's no excuses. There was probably 200 people standing around <laughs> that area. So I don't even, you know, we were sort of taking the direct line from to get to Happy Isles. And I think that was kind of where our you know, where our heads were. Um, and then there was also some construction going on even just beyond that. And so it, 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 it definitely was a little discombobulating down at that, at the base there as you're coming into the valley. Um, but, you know, and, and when I finished, there was, you know, I could sort of hear some of the talk about it. And, and I just sort of was, you know, <laughs> Like, well, if, you know, if, <laughs> if people want to take that, the FKT away, then, then so be it, I guess. So, um, even though, you know, you and I <clears throat> talked about it a little bit and, um, you know, obviously I poured my heart and soul into it and I was, you know, definitely passionate about it and, you know, had a really amazing experience and, and didn't want that to be taken away, but I did sort of leave it up to the committee, I guess, if you will, to kind of make that decision. Right. In the end. Well, that's yeah. a good description. That's why I texted someone. Because mm-hmm. if you are not consciously looking for that spot, you will not go that direction. Right. So it's, right. It's, right. And, of course, your crew yeah. didn't get that text because there's right. no cell phone reception there. Right. And Almost the, the entire time. Right. Which was, you know, we only had the DeLorme device. And that's so minimal in terms of, you know, any kind of direct communication. But... Well, that's a good example of how FKTs have evolved over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays, you basically have to have GPS tracking. And mm-hmm. for something like the GMT, AT, PCT, Rim to Rim Rim, you absolutely need it because these are highly sought-after events. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, 10 years ago, they didn't exist. Five years ago, yeah, please do this. And now right. you better do it. Right. So the whole thing is is tightening up a little bit, as right. it should. And so at that time, obviously, you're, you had it no matter what. You were, you were crushing it all the way. And it was a very understandable mistake. So just to be clear, you absolutely have the FKT and the <laughs> And yet now, if someone was going to do it, they would be expected to hit that turn. You know what I mean? Right. It continues yeah. to evolve. Well, and Francois, who went right after me, uh, sent me an email and, you know, just sort of a, any advice for yeah. going out here. And I was very specific in what I, you know, told him what to do and what not to miss and, um, you know, told him about them. And, of course, he knew not, you know, he knew about it. 
Um, but, you know, just gave him as much beta as I could about the route and what I had experienced. And so I think that's really important that we share those types of things with one another. And, um, you know, I'd reached out to obviously Sue and a few others who I knew had been out there prior to going. And, you know, it's funny, I didn't get much response, uh-huh. hardly at all. Um, Sue was really the only person that, that responded to me. And, you know, her, again, she, you know, she was minimal in what she said. Mm-hmm. I really liked what she shared with me, which was basically just keep it simple. Don't have a huge crew and run it alone. Don't try wow. and go as a pair. Wow. Because a lot of people had been trying to do it as, as pairs. Yeah. And she said, go go solo. And I thought, and that was really helpful information. Um, and that's basically what I did, which was. Well, because no one could keep up with you. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I did have sort of uh, pacers, if you will, or friends that ran with me for some sections, but not the whole the whole part. Right. Yeah, and and just a, an amazing crew that was able to come out very last minute, and we kind of all scrambled to get together at the last minute, and it just worked out so beautifully, and everyone got along really well, and they were just so much fun to be around. And it was so fun to follow because you were it was so you, fun. You were threatening the overall, aka the men's record. You were, and that you, wasn't even really my intention. You know, I was really out there like blissfully, like just. <laughs> so happy and i know that doesn't sound it doesn't sound like i'm being truthful but it really was like i wasn't i was not out there hammering so i actually feel like there's a lot of room to well we also do could something note more. that when one's in the zone the flow state as it's mm-hmm. sometimes been called mm-hmm. maybe it's not about looking at the watch Maybe it's about yeah. staying in touch with yourself i was so it's yeah conceivable that the way you did it is the optimal way to do it mm-hmm. I think there was only one point where one of the crew members, my, my Monica, actually said to me, um, do you have any idea what you're doing? <laughs> and I just blew her off. I just blew it off. I just was like, I don't know. I kind of have an idea. And, you know, I, I did. I mean, obviously, I was wearing a watch. I wasn't wearing like a... I don't do like a... I don't like set a timer and, right. and do all of that. But... Um, I was wearing my watch, so I knew I knew approximately where I was in relationship to the the FKT time. Um, so yeah, I think I was really in that place of just being in tune with myself yeah. and what I was needing and my crew and all of that. And happiness is a performance enhancer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, science absolutely. Is, science is teaching us that now. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Well, you... I, I, I said something recently about, you know, having like a, the, even if it's like an inward internal smile or, you know, or an outward smile, that can really help. It does. Mm-hmm. Well, great story. Thanks for uh, relating that again to us. Yeah. Now, a little bit on the opposite end is the Waiwash circuit mm-hmm. down there in Peru. Mm-hmm. So there's not thousands of tourists congregated on that one <laughs> no <laughs> you're lucky if you see anyone yeah. well you, you definitely see the natives you're going through some of the villages you see natives yes yeah. yes and you have to stop and pay and as you enter into different uh you know how their land is managed is different than here so you have to have you have to bring money with you and and pay along the way and sign up you know do a sign-in sheet and and i actually had a had a um, two guys who helped me out there and um, who knew Spanish and could help me with the language barrier. So, A woman alone on that would be 
I'm not sure if I would call it bold. It might be something else. Yeah, I mean, as a as a mom, I wasn't going to take that risk. Um, I think maybe 20 years ago, I would have done it and not really thought much about it. And and I actually felt safe. I know that you know the early 90s, there was a lot of there's you know it's a very uh, it's typically a place where a lot of climbers go. Um, and in the early 90s, there was some there was a lot of just political unrest there. El Sendero Luminosa, the shining path. Yeah, and there was uh, the bus that you have to take from, um, from well, you have to go from Juarez to the the start, and um, and that it's a pretty bumpy. <laughs> it's the remote. chicken bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is the chicken bus, and I know that that a long a while ago, I think it was the early nineties. There were there were a lot of tourists who were gunned down, and um, so there has been violence there in the past, and and so I read about all of that and knew about all that, and so there was definitely I definitely made it part of the plan was, you know, that I was going to have a friend help who knew the area really well. And Jared Vilhauer, who runs um, tours down there, he he was he was instrumental in, in helping me figure out the circuit. Nice. And it's not all it's not always very clear where the trail oh, is. No, so no. you have to have you want to have someone with you that knows it. Right. Right. Well, just for listeners, definitely go to fastestknowntime.com, click on Roots, and then you can type in the YWAS circuit or type in under athletes, Darcy Picou, mm-hmm. and you see her FKT. So that the website is a terrific resource, like you said. Right. The YWAS circuit is considered one of the top 10 tracks in the world. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's high. So coming it's from, high. Coming from Colorado probably helped a little bit on A that little one. bit. It's <laughs> an average of 14,000 feet, I think. Average. Average, yeah. yeah. 130 kilometers, average of 14,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So, again, go to the And, again, website. there's room there as well for a faster time, without okay. a doubt. Okay. Well, I'm... Uh, I'll see what I can do about that. So. <laughs> you should go do it. <laughs> you can do it. Well, we talked about it. Yeah, course, yeah, so. we did. Uh, we did. Yeah, and I had been I had been thinking about it for years, um, but it took it took a lot to have the trip come together. Yeah, it's a big trip. It's a big deal. Nice work. Yeah. Um, now, what a little more maybe frustrating is you've entered Barkley. I mm. don't think you've. Have you gotten in? Not, I didn't get in this year. I know you're, you're not really supposed to talk about the Barclay, though, are you? Well, <laughs> we have. Well, you have? Okay. <laughs> so there, there's a, Is this okay? To there's talk a, some about minor it? precedent here, so we want to stay in good grace yes. with Laz, of course. Right. So we don't want to spill any beans. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I mean, we have to, in all fairness, I mean, the Barkley Marathons are now an international phenomenon. People right. come from Europe. There's movies Videos, on it. Yep. And so to some degree, the secret is out. Right. But there are some things that, you know, you can't train in the course. There's no GPS. You know, the entry fee is certainly, the entry process is certainly secret, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's going to remain sacrosanct. Right. But, I mean, how is this going for you? What does this look like to you? Um, yeah, I tried to get in this year, didn't, didn't get in. And I know obviously a lot of others didn't get in as well. So, um, I was, I was really bummed about that this year because I was, that was definitely one of the big races on my calendar or or runs, I should say. Uh, you know, it didn't happen this year. So, and whether or not I apply again next year, I'm not sure. 
I gotcha. I haven't decided that yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'll just make a personal commentary here. As as I think most people know, this is not uh, particularly insightful or sacrosanct. But the females haven't got that far along the course, Mm-mm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, female ultra runners are insanely successful, and you you have the capacity to win races outright right now, as do a few other women. Oh, well, at Barkley, it's a little less. There's a little bigger gap there. So I think some of us would like to see people of your nature have a go. Yeah. They have. We have to get in though first. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I got in the year prior, um, uh-huh. but I got in very late. I got in on February fourteenth, I think, of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I had already had because the dates aren't announced. Right. So I had already had. Um, I was taking my daughter on in spring break literally right during the race time and so i had to give up that spot um which i did so within like 24 hours and within that that month you know time zone um so i had thought that that was going to give me uh sort of a leg up if you will for this year but it didn't right and i don't i don't necessarily understand that it's not a lottery like hard rock there, there doesn't no seem like there's no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think there's, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't totally understand that, but nobody does. Nobody really does. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think it, it would be so fun, and it would be an honor to run that race. And um, I would love if it's not me. I hope, I hope someone else goes and does it, but. You know, Sue, I think, speaking of Sue, Sue Johnson, I mean, right. Sue is the one who's done a fun run. Right. Bev Abs has done a fun run. And that's it. That's it. So. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> and, you know, and I know both of them. And I, you know, I've run, I was running back when Bev was running as well. And we ran the Grand Slam together one year. And oh. so, you know, and I, but she was also from the venture racing background. And so she had the navigation skills. And so I think it's a, you know, it's a combination of, Speed and ultra running, and then also having pretty decent navigation skills. Right. If you can't navigate, you're going to be found somewhere yeah. 30 hours later on yeah. the first lap. In a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, family comes first. So good call on spring break with your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't cancel that. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, so this year, going forward, mm-hmm. you have uh, Hard Rock. Coming up, mm-hmm. a race we've also heard of. Mm-hmm. Any uh, FKTs on the horizon for Hard Rock? No, well, oh. well, well, I, mean, I mean, in addition to Hard Rock, I should. In be addition saying. to Hard Rock, gosh, um, I don't know. I also have Tour de Géants oh. in September, so wow. that's a big one. That's really big. Really big, yeah. So. I don't know. So you, I've been you like sort the of, vert. You're the vert specialist. I like vert. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm not a very, you know, flat running is hard for me. <laughs> That's I just, you know, I wasn't a cross country star. I wasn't, you know, I didn't come from a running background. Oh, is that right? Yeah, not at all. So, you know, I started running when I was in college to try and get in shape in some way. So, well, you've come a long way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The mountains are, are uh, that's kind of where I tend to do fairly well. Well, Hard Rock has about 33,000 feet of gain. Mm-hmm. And Tour de Jean 
What I think it, it might be double that. I think it's double that. Yeah, at yeah. least. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's 235 miles yeah. and probably 60-some-odd thousand feet of right. vert. So it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. And I think the winners who are European are known dopers. So I think really? you just have to go into it with the just sort of a... Just to really enjoy it and appreciate the scenery and wow. do whatever you can. Interesting. I've heard a lot about the sort of cheating that goes on there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you said, it's a fabulous course in mm-hmm. the Alps. Just this incredible tour. And so that's how you're going to take it. You're going to go hard as you always do, but you're not going to try to get this podium because that's. It's out of your control. I mean, I think if I have a sense that these people are being crewed the entire time out of the aid stations and things like that, and, you know, I've heard people taking uppers the whole time so that they don't have to sleep. You know, if there's if there's that sort of uneven mm-hmm. um, playing, field. playing field, then I'll just do my thing and just try and, you know, do the best that I can. That's my goal always. Obviously. Good attitude. But, yeah. yeah. You can't control other people. No. It's, not, it's just a yeah. waste of energy yeah and but i really want to experience that that Mm -hmm. course because i've just heard it's absolutely gorgeous nice yeah well you've been around uh, a long time relatively speaking if you don't (laughs) (laughs) getting older (laughs) (laughs) yeah we all are right so what's your perspective do you have any overall perspective i think gender is a really big part of the discussion nowadays it's huge in all parts of uh the world and all from social to business to politics yeah, and to uh, recreation, athletics as well. You've probably seen that evolve, hopefully for the better. But what do you think? I hope so. Yeah, I think I think we're we're moving in the right direction, as I think a lot of things are in business and whatnot. And um, again, going back to I think a starting point is is really like. Um, women empowering one another Mm. and that's a that's a good place to do that and like gina lucrezzi started trail sisters and i think we're seeing more of those movements towards really um empowering women to get out there and and do do epic adventures (laughs) and i think that's really important um you know and then there's the talk of of um equality in terms of what men and women are making in the sport um because i don't believe that that's equal and so, and no one really talks about it. Um, mm. So, you so know, I think it would be... the women's soccer team... Well, they just, they just won their they battle. They just won. Yeah. And, and, of course, that's a Which great, is huge. Oh, it's a great example. Right. Because, of course, they've been crushing it on La Copa Mundo, the World right. Cup. Right, Well, the men didn't even make it. Right. The men and team, they were making, what, half as much? It, I think it was less than half right. as much. They exactly. Said, Which uh, I don't think is... I think that's standard. I think it's it's way less than half the what the what the men are making across the board. Is that true in ultra running though? Mm, I think I mean I think it'd be an awesome conversation to okay. have, but I think you'd have to get a you know really large group of uh-huh. men and women in the same room and mm-hmm. talk about it and mm-hmm. be open and honest about what people are actually making. That's a good idea. Maybe we should do that. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> Because yeah. I think they're just, it'd be nice to shed some light on that topic because I, you know, trying to understand it is, is hard. And I only hear snippets, you know, from 
friends, um, but not like legitimate conversations about it. And I think that would be helpful. Gina, you, people like that. Mm -hmm. And we can just have an open, informal conversation, Mm -hmm. just sharing thoughts and feelings rather than facts and figures. We're not making any decisions. That's not our role at all. But just to air it out and, and hear how people are thinking and feeling. Yeah, I think it'd be great. And I, I think it's in, it's important to hear what the men feel about it as well. Because mm-hmm. I think that's that's important. Right. No, hopefully they'll be willing to share right. verbally. Right. Right. That's it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole piece, right? And, and people, I think, are scared to talk about it because mm. they're worried, like, if I talk about it, then I might lose my sponsorship or... Oh, really? You know what I mean? Interesting. Well, I, I well, I, mean, I think that's the that's, I, that's I know what, what you're saying, yeah. but I see this is a good example, Darcy, because I don't. I personally do not know what you mean. I understand mm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So that's why this would be a wonderful conversation to have. So I personally and everyone else could hear some mm-hmm. of these things that maybe as a male I am literally not aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Okay, we're going to put this on the list. All right, awesome. Okay. Let me know when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, You've got the the full life, which we appreciate, from the the family to your professional life, and, of course, your running career, uh, which is exemplary, but you're, you're firing on all cylinders. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you kept it all going. And sometimes it all, it comes crashing down, but try to try to keep the ship afloat most of the time. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. good luck, luck in Silverton. We'll see you in Thank person you. down there this year. Yeah, awesome. And good luck me. over in Italy. Thank you. <laughs>